Lord, let your spirit be with us. Oh, in, in, in its saving power. Oh, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Lord, I want to live for thee. be my strength. Come now. Yeah. <laughs> 
my soul and I pray Lord keep my tongue to speak He's in the house. He's in the house. Bless, bless his name. Amen. 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 Um. of Genesis the book of Genesis if you have trouble finding that you need to be in Bible study in the book of Genesis chapter 18 I want to read verse 26, and then I'll read verses 32 and 33. Now, when you get home, you read the whole story, but verse 26 of chapter 18 <coughs> says this, And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sake. 32 and 33, and he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Free adventure. Ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way 
as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Amen. I want just for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk from this subject. Who are the righteous? Who are the righteous? We get it all messed up. And we try to pick and choose who's righteous and who's not righteous. Who are the righteous? In a recent visit to the grocery store, I was in the line behind two ladies who looked like they were sisters. They, they appeared that they, they looked alike. Could have been twins, but I was in line behind them, and they were, we were all waiting to be checked out. There was an elderly lady who was standing behind them, and uh, she had some items in her hand, some milk and some other things. And so here we all are there in the line, the, the two sisters, the, the lady with all of the stuff. And all at once, somebody went to the next register and said, the next in line can come over here. Well, the two sisters who were next in line started over to the counter. One sister was pushing the buggy. The other one grabbed the buggy, stopped her. And she said to the old lady, she said, you got a lot of stuff in your hands. So you go in front of us. The old lady thanked her, went on to begin to check out, and heard one of the sisters say to the other, you so righteous. <laughs> you, 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 you so righteous. Now that was one thing, but then the other sister denied it. She said, I ain't righteous. I'm just trying to do the right thing. That's just how confused we are. That's how confused we are about this idea of righteousness. And I'm standing there thinking once again, there is another misuse of the word righteousness. People who use the word without having any idea what the word really means. So I thought this morning, I thought I would, it would do well to sort of bring some clarity to the word righteousness. The world may not understand it, but, 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 but those of us who are counted among the righteous ought to at least know what righteousness is. <clears throat> there, there is confusion in the world about the word righteousness. People use it, but for the most part, they have no idea what it really means. And this account in the book of Genesis tells the story of the destruction of two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah. But as you read the account, it turns into what I call sort of a triple tragedy. The first tragedy is that two cities 
have grown corrupt. It's right there in the word. In the word. They have grown corrupt. The way it, it, it is stated, it indicates that they, were, they started out as good cities. But over time, they have grown corrupt. They've always, they haven't always been corrupt. They have, that's a tragedy. They have grown corrupt. Second tragedy is that these cities, both of them, were ultimately destroyed. But the real tragedy is that both of those cities could have been saved if there could have been found just ten righteous folk. Isn't that tragic? Two whole cities and they couldn't find ten righteous folk. Read it. You will find that these two cities have become corrupt. Verse 21 says, they were so corrupt that God himself says, I got to go down there to see it's been coming up before me what's going on down there. God himself says, I'm going down myself to see what's going on down there in those cities. Now, it's strange because God is both omniscient and omnipotent. That means he sees everything and he knows everything. But the city had gotten so bad, he says, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to make a personal trip down there to see for myself. I want a close-up look at what's going on. Now, that's pretty corrupt that God would come down himself. Just a very, are y'all hearing me? So, chapter 18 starts with what the Bible calls a theophany. And it's a big word, but all it means is God showing up in another form. That's all. It, it just says that God shows up, but it shows up in a different way. You remember the burning bush talking to Moses? That was a theophany. God, that was God talking. You see, yeah, yeah. you remember the, the, the cloud that the, 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 the Israelites followed by day? That was God. The pillar of fire that they followed at night. That was God. That's what we know as a... This time, he just came as a regular man. Came as a regular man. And he came and not only did he come, he came with two unidentified attendants with him. So God shows up and according to the word, as they were on their way to this city, on their way to see what was going on, they were going through the plains of Mamre. And Abraham, you've heard of him, the man of faith. Abraham saw them. He was sitting in his tent door, and he saw these three men. It's hot. He see these three men. They're traveling in the heat, through the heat of the day. And so he did what was a custom in that day. These three men, they're strangers. We don't know them. They're going, they're walking in the hot. So he does what is customary. He runs out to them and he meets them and he says, uh, come into the tent. Let me show you hospitality. I know you're tired. I know you're hot. Just stop by a minute. Get some water. Come in and refresh yourself. That was just customary. Stop. 
And they're hosted by Abraham for a little while. And then they started on their way. And as they began to walk away, one said to the other, he's been so nice to us. He's been so hospitable. Should we let him know who we are and what we've come down here for? Should we let him in on what, we, what our mission is? So they decide. They shared with Abraham. This is the mission that we are on. They said, God, God says, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way down to Sodom and Gomorrah and to see if what I'm hearing is true. I'm on my way down there to see if what I'm hearing is true. Abraham now realizes. Now, see, Abraham, he, he, he's had some dealings with God. So now he realizes who he's talking to. He realizes that this stranger, I, I'm in the face of God. So, so, but he also realizes if he gets down there and see what's going on, he's going to tap everything. <laughs> If he goes down there and sees what's going on, he's going to destroy, he's going to utterly destroy. So he ran behind the men. He ran behind so that he could plead with God. Started pleading with God on the behalf of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now there's a lesson here. There's a, there's a lesson here. He remember, he, he lived in the plains of Mamre. They're on their way to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Are y'all hearing this? See, although he didn't live in Sodom and Sodom and Gomorrah, he lived in in the plains of Mamre. But although he did not live there, he is pleading for God on the behalf of the folk who do. Are y'all hearing me? On the behalf of the folk who do live there. There's a lesson right there. There's a lesson right there. You don't have to dwell in the places of wickedness to be concerned and pray for the folk that do live there. Am I helping anybody here? I say you don't have to be there in order to care about. See, he knew that although I don't live there, I got some cousins over there. Let me speak to those that have arrived and that have now living up in the suburbs. They, yeah, don't, don't put everybody down in the city. You got some cousins down there. You, you, are y'all hearing me? But, but not only that, Abraham knows that, that the city will certainly be destroyed. Verse 23, so Abraham pleads with God. Pleads with God. He says, God... Uh, please spare. Don't, don't do what you're doing. Please, don't, please spare these cities. He says, if you destroy the whole city, you're going to destroy the righteous with the wicked. And, 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 and verse 25, he says, at least those of us who, who are of faith, we ought to be able to count on the judge of the earth to do the right thing. And then he began to bargain with God. He said, now, now, God, it ain't like you to destroy righteous folk with wicked folk. So now he starts bargaining. He says, God, let, let me ask you something. He said, if I find 50 righteous men, if I find 50 righteous men in those two cities, will you spare the cities? God immediately says, yes. You find 50 righteous men in those cities, I'll spare 
the city. You have a, you have a bargain with somebody and they, and they took it so quick that you know you could have bargained. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you know right off that I could have gotten more than that. And that's where he was. That's where he was. He, he, he realizes that. He said, now he, he accepted that too quick. He said, but Lord, uh, 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 pardon me. I'm sorry. I, maybe I said it wrong. How about 45? God says to him, if you find 45, I'll spare the city. The conversation goes on for a few verses, and he keeps on bargaining, going down, and how about 30? How about 35? How about 25? He's going on, he's going on down, and he finally gets down to 10. And when he gets down to 10, and it's amazing to me, every time he asked, God would let him go down. And I think the thing that's amazing to me is why did he stop at 10? <laughs> why didn't he keep on bargaining? But he stopped. I think he just got sort of embarrassed. And stopped at 10. He, God says, if I can find 10 righteous folk in two cities, I'll spare the cities. According to the word of God, Abraham turned went back home, Jesus went right on in to carry out his mission. Just ten righteous persons and two cities would have been spared. Just ten. Just ten righteous, two cities would have, yeah, yeah, but the tragedy is ten righteous folk could not be found in two cities. Isn't that a tragedy? Two cities. Ten righteous folk cannot be found in two cities. Now I'm going to spend the rest of my time examining what's going on here. What was it that God was looking for? What was it? What, 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 what was it that led these two cities to be ultimately destroyed? Now, often it is reported that Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because of great sin going on there in the city. And let me, let, let me go ahead and say that the sin in the city was great. It was great. But the question has to be raised. If, if those two cities were destroyed because of sin, you've got to raise the question, why is Atlanta still standing? Are y'all hearing me? Why is Lilburn still on the map? Why are y'all sitting up in here? Y'all hear me? If, if they were destroyed because of sin, all have sin. Am I in the Bible? All have sin and come short of the glory of God. 
Now I know, I know how we treat this story. I know how we treat this story. Somebody's thinking it now. They were destroyed because they had men with men and women with women. They were destroyed about homosexuality. And, and let me agree with you, all of that is sin. But you got to understand, while all of that is sin, lying is also sin. Jealousy is also sin. Unforgiveness is also. Are y'all hearing this? Let me carry it to the New Testament for a minute. John 8, you remember? These folk drug a woman to Jesus. They drug her. Jesus is, is, is teaching. And they drug this woman before him and said, Jesus, we caught her. We caught her in the very act of adultery. We caught her. We, 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 you know how the sin police is. We caught her. We, we got her up. We, yeah, we, we caught her in the very act. Jesus never said, the Bible says, he, he didn't say, first of all, I like the way the Bible says, it says that he acted like they wasn't there. <laughs> and started writing on the on the, on the ground. But Jesus never said that adultery was all right. Get that clear. He never said that adultery is all right. He never said that adultery is not sin. What Jesus did, this is, this is awesome. He took the label off of it. See, see we like to label sin. Adultery and lying and cheating and homosexuality. We like to put labels on it. But Jesus said, let's take the label off of it. Let's take the label off of it. Call it what it is. It's sin. Are y'all hearing me? It, it, it is sin. But then he said, so whoever in this crowd ain't got no sin. <laughs> y'all ain't hearing me. Whoever here in this group with your rocks in your hand, all of you who ain't got no sin, you go ahead and throw the first. Are y'all hearing this? The Bible says that every one of those men, the oldest one first, <laughs> threw his stone down. I'm sure some of those young fellows were disappointed. They, they thought for sure them old men could do it. They know they couldn't throw. But they thought for sure them old men was going to throw. But everybody had to put their rocks down. Are y'all hearing me? All because Jesus said, he who is without sin. I want to submit to you that Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed not because of the presence of sin. The story teaches that they were destroyed because of the absence of righteousness. Y'all better hear me up in here. Not because of the presence of sin, but because of the absence of righteousness. There was not found even ten righteous in the city. The problem that we have is that we 
have come to equate righteousness with sinlessness. I just said, you write, that, you write it down, you get it when you get home. We have come to equate righteousness with sinlessness. If God was looking for sinless folk, are y'all hearing me? If he showed up in here now, looking for sinless folk, woe be unto all of, are y'all hearing me? Sodom and Gomorrah were not destroyed because 10 sinless folk could not be found, but because 10 righteous folk could not be found. God was not looking for sinless. He was looking for righteous. If God showed up here this morning looking for sinless folk, he would utterly destroy everything in our sight. So here it is. God is not looking for sinless folk. He's looking for those who are righteous. So here I am with my question. Who are the righteous? Who are the righteous? And the reason you need to know this is because one of the tools that the devil uses to disqualify folk who want to join God's army is to make you believe that you got to be sinless in order to be a part of God's army. He's fooling folk and trying to tell you you can't be in God's army because you are not sinless. You can't attack evil because you are not sinless yourself. You can't challenge wrong because you've done some wrong yourself. And I'm here to tell you, don't let the devil sit you down. Don't let the devil shut you up because you are not sinless. God is not searching for sinless folk. He's looking for righteousness. And for we, we just got through singing the song a minute ago at baptism. None but the righteous shall see God. Well, how do I obtain that righteousness? Let me give it to you. I'm going to give you the Haynes Cliff version. God created man that he might have a man that he might fellowship with man. Man was created perfect and righteous in every way. But then there is an event in the garden where man disobeyed God and sin entered into God's creation. And it was there that mankind fell from the righteousness of God. And from that time, there was a separation between man and God. It all happened right there in the garden. He lost his righteousness right there in the garden. The rest of the whole Bible is the story of God's desire to reclaim the man that he lost to sin. 
You want to know what the Bible is about? That's what the Bible is about. The whole thing is about God trying to reclaim the man that he lost to sin in the book of Genesis. How did he do it? What, what did he do? Well, he sent them some instructions. He said, well, here's how I want to get them back. They strayed away. So he sent them ten commandments. He sent them ten commandments. You remember all those thou shall nots. He sent them ten commandments. But sadly enough, they broke every one of them. Amen. And don't you look down your nose. You broke some of them too. Are y'all hearing me? He sent Ten Commandments just to show them what they should be. But all of them were broken. So, he starts sending his prophets. He starts calling men, sending his prophets to bring them back to him. But they did not listen to the prophets. As a matter of fact, all of the prophets were killed for trying to carry the message of God. But thank God, he didn't give up. God still didn't give up. They broke the laws, they killed the prophets, but he didn't give up. We move from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The Old Covenant to the New Covenant. And we find these sweet words, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, I love that word, <laughs> whosoever, that, that's me and you, that whosoever believes on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And there it is right there. My righteousness is tied to my belief in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's what the Bible calls imputed righteousness. Uh, the apostle Paul points it out in Genesis. In Genesis uh, 15, 6, he points it out. He says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. And I come today to tell you that if you are to be counted among the righteous, it will be because you believe God. You hear me? You're ever going to be counted or forget about trying to, trying to make a hundred. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? You hear what folks saying? I, I, I been, I'm trying to make a hundred. Ninety-nine and a half. Well, let me tell you something. You can't make ninety-nine and a half. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? No, no, no. The only way. Are y'all hearing me? The only way is to believe. On the Lord, not because you have lived a spotless and a sin-free life, but because you have believed on Jesus Christ. Y'all ain't hear me. And that's when, my brother, you, yeah, 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 that, that, that's, where, that's where righteousness comes from. If you got any righteousness, it comes from the fact that you believe that Jesus carried a cross. Any believers in the house? The fact that you believe that he suffered, that he bled, and he died. Anybody saved in the house? Any righteous folk in the house? Yeah, because uh, you believe uh, that he went to a cold grave. 
Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. But the fact is, uh, you're righteous because uh, you believe that the grave uh, couldn't hold uh, him down. Any believers in the house? Anybody believe that he got up yes, from the grave yes, with all power in his hands? I'm through now, yeah. I'm through now, yeah. But I close with the words to a old Baptist hymn. That, that hymn says, my hope is built on nothing less. Then Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust a sweeter frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Are y'all hearing me? Here's another verse. When he shall come, when trumpets sound, oh may I then in him be found wrapped in his righteousness alone faultless to stand before the throne on Christ on Christ on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand well I'm through now but one more line yeah and now yeah, under him yeah, who is able uh, who is able uh, to keep us uh, from falling uh, to present us faultless uh, before the presence uh, of his glory uh, with exceeding joy uh, to the only wise God uh, our savior yeah be glory and uh, be majesty uh, dominion uh, and power both now and forever. Amen. 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 Is there anybody here who loves my Jesus? Is there anybody here who loves my Lord? I want to know if, if you love my Jesus. It has absolutely nothing to do with you and your little righteousness. It has everything to do with your faith in what he has done. And with your faith in the fact that he gave his son and his son gave his life. Who are the righteous? Who are the righteous? They are the ones who believe that. They're the ones who believe that. They're the ones who accept that. Accept him as Lord and Savior of their lives. And here this morning, got some good news for you. If you haven't already done that, you can do that right now. Righteousness comes from accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. If Thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. That's where righteousness comes from. So if you're here today, if you're here today unsaved, I want to invite you to come. Preachers are in the aisle. You don't have to walk by yourself. 
Today is the day that you can turn it all around. So let me invite you, if you're here, somebody ought to turn to him today. And if you're in the house, if you're in the house, I want to invite you today. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now. Jesus, me. cross. Somebody ought to be moving. Oh, there. sitting here now you, you're, you're doing like Abraham you're trying to make a bargain trying to see if you can get a better deal you're sitting there and you've already made up your mind that I need to make that move I know I know you're in here I feel you you're already saying I, I know I need to make that move but I'll wait until next Sunday God, God I'll do it next Sunday I'll do it the next time that's the devil trying to fool you. He's not going to tell you that you may not live the next Sunday. If there's a need to move, that need is right now. So today, if you're in this house and you know that you need to turn to him, don't put it off. Right now is the time to move. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now. Church is praying for you. Church is praying for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
praying for you. These people are praying for you. it all. Amen, amen, amen. Why don't we give God praise in his house? Why don't we give God praise in his house? We thank God for two that have come today. We ask our clerk to tell us who they are. Pastor, we have Edward Fulcher Jr. coming for baptism. Amen. Edward, how are you? How are you doing, man? Good to see you. Man, I remember you. Yeah, amen. God bless you. Hey, sir, how are you? Good, wonderful. God bless you. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and I shall be saved. You believe in Jesus? Amen. That's enough for me. <laughs> and it's sure enough enough for everybody in this house. We are saved because of our belief in what he did on Calvary. We thank God that this is your day. Amen. You may be seated. God bless. Pastor, and we have Susan Donaldson coming for baptism. Amen. Susan, God bless you. How are you? God bless you. Amen, amen, same thing, and the thing, beautiful thing, beautiful thing about our Lord and Savior. If he does it for one, he'll do it for everybody. He did it for me, he'll do it for you. You believe in Jesus Christ, amen, death, burial, and resurrection, amen. And because of that, today you are saved. Don't ever let anybody tell you anything different, amen. God bless your heart, amen. I'm going to ask you, if you all will go right through the door, they're going to get some additional information from you. We just bless God. Y'all give God praise. Amen. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this way. Ah, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving. This away, oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Come on, y'all. There's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this away. Oh, if your soul not anchored in Jesus. You will surely drift away, I drift away, oh drift away, you will surely drift away, if your soul not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away, I drift away, 
will surely drift away. Oh, if your soul, yeah, yeah, ain't getting Jesus, you will surely drift away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yellow, yellow. Uh -huh. Oh, I drift away, drift away. Yeah, you were sure that drift away. Yeah, yeah. If your soul not hanging in Jesus, you were sure that. Oh, yes. Why don't we bless the Lord? Why don't we bless the Lord in this house? We thank God for His Word. And we thank God for the realness and the power of His Word. Let, let me just share with you these few things here. Uh, this is our church anniversary month. Uh, we're celebrating here in this place a hundred in 89 years, somebody bless the Lord. Somebody bless the Lord. This church has been here in this community, blessing this community for 189 years. And that's no small thing. That says that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side to preserve, to preserve this place. So we're celebrating. Our celebration this year is taking just a little different twist. You know that we normally, years ago, before COVID, we would always, on the third Sunday, we would have our communion in the evening, a candlelight communion in the evening on the third Sunday. Uh, this year, we're going to do it just a little bit different. This year, we're going to have our communion on the fourth Sunday. And we're going to do it in the fourth, fourth Sunday in the afternoon, in the evening at 4 o'clock. I want to ask every member of Salem to please show up on the fourth Sunday at 4 o'clock. We will have our communion service, but this year we have a guest preacher who's going to come. The guest preacher who's coming is Pastor Allison Henderson Brooks, uh, who is the new pastor, the new pastor of the Hill First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia. Powerful, power. you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. She will be here to share with us on the fourth Sunday. And so we're asking, we will have regular service each Sunday, regular service we will have. But fourth Sunday, we will have an extra service at four o'clock. And I want to see everybody, members that haven't made it back, those who are watching virtually, this ain't a couch service. <laughs> this ain't a bed service. It's in the evening, so I know you're out of the bed. So, so get up out of the bed, get up off the couch. And I want to see everybody up in here. I want to see everybody up in here on the fourth Sunday at four o'clock. We're going to have a glorious 
time in the Lord. Let me ask us to remember Brother Art Miller. Brother Art Miller, in our prayers, he, he lost a, another family member, his oldest sister. And he's been going through here lately. It seems one thing after another. But we continue to pray because we know who God is. And we know him to be a keeper. Also want us to be in prayer for two of our church family members. Uh, Sister Annie Searcy, uh, who is the mother of, uh, of uh, Deacon Sapp, Deacon Willie Sapp. Uh, she went home to be with the Lord on, on yesterday morning. Uh, so let's just be prayerful and let's make ourselves available. We don't have any arrangements or anything, but please let's make ourselves available to do what we can for the Sapp family uh, as they go through this period. We'll be announcing services uh, here. Uh, I think they have already asked that they would be here, so we want to accommodate and do what we can to, for, for the family. Also, the family of Reverend Marlon Humphrey, uh, Pastor Marlon Humphrey, uh, many of you might remember he and his family joined this church. Uh, they joined maybe, maybe four years ago. He and his family came, and shortly after that, he was called out to a church up in Jackson County, and that's where he's been serving. But the Lord called him home, and we want to just be in prayer with his wife and his children and his sister, his sister, Sister Deneen Humphrey, who is also a preacher, who is a great friend of this church. Let's just keep them all in our prayers. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So grateful for the word of God that has come. But now we want to respond to that word in the form of altar call. We want to solidify any hindrance. We want to come to God and give us an opportunity to pray so that we don't have anything hindering his word in our lives. This is an opportunity to lose some things that's been troubling you to come and congregationally come before the Lord and be empowered by our brothers and sisters in the midst of the sanctuary where the word has come forth. So if you have a prayer, want to come up, please stand, come to the front for altar call. Oh, 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 oh,
God, we come to you in meekness. We come to you in lowliness. We come to you, Lord God, in a state of humility. For Lord, we understand how big you are. We understand, God, that you are omnipresent. You're everywhere at the same time. We understand, God, that you already know all about our problems, God. My brother. But Lord God, we want to come to you, Lord God, and, and just invoke your presence in these situations, these burdens that have been hindering us, Father God, that's been holding us down, Father. That's been drawing us close to states of depression, Father God, that have, have hindered our connection with you, God. Lord, we can't help to bring these things before you, God, because we know that just as you are omnipresent, omnipresent, just because you're all-powerful, Father God, Lord, you got the power to make a difference in our lives, Father. And so, Lord, we're coming to you now, Lord God, to be unburdened, Father. Coming to you now, God, to be unshackled, oh God. We're coming to you now, Lord God, to loose those things, Lord God, that are not like you, oh God. Because, God, we want to give you praise. We want to give you a praise that's untainted, Father God. We want to give a shout, Lord God, that's unhindered, Father God. We want to be unleashed in the earth, Father, to do your will, Father God. And we can't do it shackled to the things that the devil uses to try to make us feel unrighteous. But, Lord, it's just as your word has been taught today, Father God. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for your righteousness that you have imparted onto us, Father. It's your righteousness, Lord God, that we have because you said so, because we said yes. Oh, Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord God, for touching every, every person, Lord God, under the sound of my voice, Father God. Those that are present and those that are at home virtually, Father, we, we thank you, Lord God, that you have kept them all night long, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you gave us one more day, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you gave us another opportunity to give you praise, honor, and glory, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you've given us an opportunity to, to be loose and free today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that once you set us free, Lord God, we're free and free indeed. We, we thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to give you praise, honor, and glory, Father God. So, Lord, we won't be hindered by family members that have gone on to be with the Lord, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that you're sending the comforter as you promised, Lord to be in the midst of it, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that those of us that's in the sick bed right now, Father God, in the sick room, Father God, and we're still yet praying, Lord God, is there a chance that you'll get me up one more time, God? We thank you, Lord God, for your yes, Lord God, and for that, Lord God, we say yeah and amen. Oh, Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord God, for every person that has had a, a hindrance in their finances, Father God. Got bills on the door, Lord God. Got, got, got an eviction notice on the door, Father God. Bills in the, on the table, Father God. Trying to figure out how they're going to pay them, Lord God. I, I thank you, God, that you're making a way, Lord. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're going to open divine doors that can't be shut, God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're doing a mighty work right now, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that bills are disappearing from computer screens right now, God. Oh, God, I'm talking about that type of anointing, God. Oh, God, I thank you.
bigger, Lord, that you are awesome and amazing, full able, Lord God, more than capable, Father God. Oh, God, we pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to do a great work, Father, for all of our candidates, Father God. We thank you that they said yes to you, Lord God. Pray, Lord God, that they don't simply say yes today, but that we live our lives saying yes to your way, yes to your will, and yes to your spirit, oh God. God, we just thank you right now, Lord God, that you're doing an awesome and mighty thing in us, Lord. You're bringing a new thing in our lives, Father God. Some of us are praying, Lord God, we just got an inkling. There's an unction, there's a, a still small voice, God, that's saying something, something new is on the way. Something's better on the way. There's more power on the way. There's more provision on the way, God. And Lord God, just help us to say yes, Lord God. And Lord God, when we can believe, Lord God, with all our hearts, with all our might, with all of our mind, with all of our strength, God, I pray to your Lord that you will still help our unbelief. God, we just thank you right now for your son Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross because none of our words would matter if you hadn't done what you did on the cross, Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you right now for being almighty. We thank you, God, for being awesome and amazing. And so, Father, we pray that you would just continue to touch from the crown of their heads to the soles of our feet, Father God. Minister to every space in between. Search us, O oh Lord. Know our thoughts. Search us, O oh Lord. Know our ways. Search us, O oh Lord. Know our indignities. Know our search us, O oh God. When you find a way that's not like your Father God, that's outside of your will, Father God. When we got a will outside of your will, Father God, take it away, God, and restore us with your righteous spirit. We thank you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we do pray and ask it all. Amen and amen. Ah! 
with thanksgiving. I think y'all to leave. Just blessing his name. Just come, just stand up. Come on, let's go. Let's, let's go home. Let's go home praising, praising his name. Now may the grace of God, sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah.
to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.